1: It's time now for Cadlick and Lyons on WEEI.
3: You know, one thing uh, about the quarterbacks in this draft specifically that, that I'm excited about is they're, they all look like they're really tough guys, which, you know, is obviously great at any position, but the quarterback position especially.
4: Hour two here on WEEI. I'm John Lyons alongside Mike Cadlick. Nico Manganello is behind the glass producing for us. And I found Elliott Wolf's quotes relating to quarterback. I mean, look, they're not like earth shattering. Right. Definitely not a shot at Mac Jones at all. Talking about toughness and body language, and that, yeah, no way. Yeah, it's nothing to do with Mac Jones. The body language one was, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. F meet you Cr- Crossfires, right? Yeah, yeah. crosshairs right on. Yeah, Mac, that's yeah. exactly what that was. And I, I found this interesting. So Mass Live had an article this week about you know sources saying the Patriots plan a quarterback, and it basically boils down to. They're going to bring in a veteran. They're going to draft someone at number three, and they're going to trade Mac Jones. Right, like that's the core tenets of their plan at QB. To which I would say duh, duh, and duh. <laughs> but I think when you look at like, I think that's a good plan, right. for them going forward. And I wonder though, like, who is the vet? Because if the vet's Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. the vet's going to play for you for more than one year. Correct. If the vet's Jacoby Brissett, he's going to play for you anywhere from eight to seventeen games. And then the rookie will take over. Yeah. So. I look at it
3: um, as far as, like, a vet. So, say it's Baker Mayfield, right? If it's Baker Mayfield, I'm not taking a quarterback at three. Right, because Baker,
4: is, correct me, is he 29? I think so. Like he's, So,
3: he's under 30. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't think if they go the Baker Mayfield road, I don't even think they're going to take a quarterback a at three. Yeah, and so... Um, but I, so I look at if we're gonna you know talk about the plan that you know Karen Mark and Chris over at Mass Live um, sort of outlined here is it's more of a Jacoby Brissett uh, maybe even Jimmy Garopp- Jimmy Garoppolo is tough no because thanks. he's out for two games no, no I know but th- th- one of those guys I'll who- take you
4: at quarterback instead
3: <laughs> I was wondering if I'll I, I take can-
4: James Cahoon from BSU at I BSU.
3: want to throw at the uh, at the combine next year they you should they have like Trace McSorley and. Uh, Kellen Mond out there who are free agents. Yeah. I'm a We free should
4: agent. do a WEI combine.
3: I'm down. We should like, do So that.
4: Fourier and Wiggy will probably... Like, <laughs> Fourier will win the bench press. Yeah. Uh, oh, Wiggy will win the bench press. Yeah. Fourier will probably win the broad jump or something. But there's a lot of other stuff. Right. Maybe we can compete. Like, yeah. I would love to see, like, Mike Cadlick versus Adam Jones in the 40-yard dash. I, I think I,
3: they were talking yeah. about this. Him and Mega were talking about this the other day, 40. Jones running a 40. And yeah. he, how he... He, was gonna, he wanted to go against Wiggy because he thought that he could beat Wiggy in 100 yards, but maybe not 40 yards because he needs some time to catch up. Uh, Something like that. But
4: Wiggy picks up steam, though.
3: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I don't know. Does he
4: run out of gas at
3: 100 yards? That's it, probably. That's, I think that's, 100 yeah, yards. That, that, dead, that
4: might be the key. Back on track. Yeah. Um, you don't so, want to talk about the high combo. I mean, we can do it's it. It's the most fascinating thing. No, we'll save that for later in the hour. Okay, then. I was going to say. mean, segment. Yeah, we'll do I'll that. get an we'll... angry text from Adam Jones. How dare you impugn my <laughs> athletic ability? Yeah. Um,
3: But no, I I look at uh, Jacoby Brissett as the guy. I think the connection, or Joe Flacco, right? Another one is Joe Flacco. Guys who played with Alex Van Pelt, um, understand the scheme, understand the system, know their role at this point in their career where maybe at some, like does Jacoby Brissett really, I mean, obviously he wants to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but he knows what he's going to be called upon to do. He did it in uh, Indianapolis. He did it in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. Yep. He did it in Washington last season with Sam Howell. He knows his role. He'll come in here, help out a guy like Drake, May, Jaden Daniels, know the system, start a couple games, and then go from there. So, like, my eyes immediately go to Brissett and Flacco as the veteran presence uh, and in the room. I,
4: I lean Brissett a little bit because he was here. Because I feel like the skill sets and the numbers, like Flacco had better stats this year, and he actually, believe it or not, Flacco had the fifth best PFF grade of his career this year under Alex Van Pelt. I I know a smaller sample size. But I I like Brissett because, like you said, the role, and he knows, like, hey, I'm here to mentor this guy, but he's been here before in the region. uh, The coaches are pretty much all different, but there's a lot of people in the building that are connected to when Jacoby Brissett was here. So I, I like that he won a Super Bowl Here now, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl too. So I I would whoever it is, I would like someone with Super Bowl experience because that's eventually in two or three years, right? That's your goal is to be in Super Bowl contention. You want to have your young quarterback see how does a guy at that level prepare? How does a guy at that level practice? I I just wonder if Brissett, like they both had success with Alex Van Pelt. I get it, but yeah, I, I I could see Joe Flacco maybe putting up better numbers. But I could see maybe Brissett, because he's done it in a couple different places, being a little bit more of that mentor guy sure. than maybe Flacco, because Flacco was behind Zach Wilson and he didn't get any mentoring. Probably, yeah, that's right?
3: that's a good right? point. So like I, I I maybe
4: trust and Flacco Brissette. was
3: also called upon he uh, in Cleveland to be the guy.
4: And if he, I'm Flacco, like I just led a team to the playoffs. Like wh- why am I gonna be like just some me- some mentor either?
3: Yeah, a mentor or a guy who. Even if you're going out there throwing for 300 yards a game and five touchdowns and you're winning, that they're gonna sit down because they feel like the rookie's ready. Yeah, which that's where the Johnny Manziel being in the news lately with the whole his Club Shay Shay interview with uh, Shannon Sharp and how he kind of threw Brian Hoyer under the bus. Like Hoyer wasn't in the in the. Uh, didn't wasn't in the wheelhouse of being a mentor. He wanted to play football. Yeah. He wanted to start. And so he wasn't in that spot in Cleveland with Manziel there. I don't think Flacco's ever been in that position, nor would he really want to be. Yeah, it, Flacco was fine sitting on his couch, hanging out with his kids, being retired, and being a multi-multi-millionaire rather than being, a mentor. Rather than being yeah. a mentor and a backup. He got called upon to play football and make more money, and he did it. And yeah. so I, I'm with you. I think Brissett is the more likely... Uh, Option that would make a lot more sense. Yeah,
4: and I agree with you that, like, if they did sign Mayfield, I probably wouldn't take a guy at three. So that's why I I think – and I think Brissett affordability-wise, he's probably going to cost you maybe a little less than Flacco. Yeah. Because I just think Flacco might have a market of, is there a team that thinks they can go deeper into the playoffs and get what they got – you know, what Flacco got last year. I think that's possible. And then at three, like, yeah, I think – we talked about it last segment. Like, I would take – unless something drastic happens between now and the draft – I would take one of those three quarterbacks there. Yeah. Like personally, you like Caleb Williams the best right now. I like Jaden Daniels the best. I may change my mind in two months. But even if you like a guy second best, third like they're all really good prospects. Yeah, right, exactly. That's like the third best quarterback when they're this close probably is more valuable than the best tackle or the best wide receiver.
3: So let's play this game. You like Jaden Daniels. Hypothetically speaking, he goes first. Hypothetically speaking, again, Marvin Harrison goes second. Patriots have the choice of. Uh, Drake May,
2: Caleb
4: Williams at number three. Who do you take? That's for? tough. It really, it really okay. is, you know. And, and I might lean May a little bit because I really think okay he fits. Like I identify him closer with Brissett and Flacco, yeah. which for Alex Van Pelt's offense, correct. In that theme of it, but I don't know. Like that—that's a great question. Yeah. Like, who do you lean there? I, I maybe, so you might have
3: Caleb ranked third in this class. I might.
4: Like I go back and forth. Like I like Daniels the best. I kind of go back and forth. Okay. With and I think, but I I is it off
3: the field stuff with Williams or is it on field?
4: So it's a little bit of the off the field, but it's more like the improvisational stuff looks cool and yeah. it's fun. But I think that can get you into trouble in the NFL. Yeah, you yeah, off yeah. schedule. You need like, to be able to play in structure
3: yeah. more often than not.
4: Like, like I thought Tom Brady had a great quote a couple months ago about this when he was talking about quarterback play today. And he's like, yeah, guys run around and that's cool. But like I'm thinking, why'd you snap the ball? You weren't in yeah. the best play possible. Correct. And that's the only thing that I'm – and I think that's why having Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. I think makes a big do- – like if he didn't have Lincoln Riley – I'd probably definitely have him third. Sure. Because he had Lincoln Riley and I trust Lincoln Riley, I could see him being second. And who knows? Maybe in a couple months, I'll change my mind and yeah. he'll be first. But then the Mac Jones piece comes in. And I don't know how you could have Mac Jones on this roster Can't on opening day. I just, and, and I know it's a clean slate with Mayo at head coach and Van Pelt and uh, what's it, TC McCartney's the quarterback's yeah. coach. Like, I know that's a clean slate. I get it. But I just don't see. How this guy can be because it's just too. This is where you got to take maybe some of the football and the value out of it. Like, I think as a football player, I don't know much he's going to contribute here anyway because you're going to have bring in another veteran and right. have a guy at three. But this is also where, and I know this word has been thrown around, but like the vibes, the locker room fit. If you're Mac and you're the third QB, what if he whispers in the, the third overall pick's ears like, yeah, I was you two years ago? Yeah. They, they screwed me. Right. And even if he doesn't do that, his presence there it's weird. and the rookie knowing, Oh yeah, this guy was the guy, and he's still, you know, in his mid twenties. Like, wants to be a franchise guy. I'd say if I was Mac, I would want to go to Atlanta and maybe play with some of those good young weapons, or go to San Francisco and sit for a year and learn behind that. And if I do end up playing, it's in that freaking offense. If like, they
3: keep Mac, he has zero role. Yeah, like he, Zappy
4: would have more of a role than correct. that. Because right. at least Zappy is accustomed to being a backup. Like Bingo. he has been to, right. you know, I know he ended up taking the starting job, but he, he was a backup for right. his entire career before that.
3: There would be no long-term plan for him to end up becoming the quarterback because they're going to have the number 3 pick who that's going to be your future of the franchise. He's obviously not the veteran presence to start because you're bringing that guy in in Brissette or whoever. And then as the third guy, you're just sitting there waiting to be cut or traded. Yeah, I think that's that might be likely. He might be around for a little while. Granted, realistically, I think they're probably going to have a deal for him coming up shortly. Over like maybe yeah. free agency. I, I, I would like
4: want to get rid of him before minicamp. They
3: got a cut bait now, yeah. and not even have him in the room, like you said, and not. I don't expect Mac Jones to be a guy to be doing that type of whispering in the ear stuff, but yeah. his soul, his presence alone in the room, working out. It's like, why is this guy here? Why am yeah. I here? Like, I would rather he. For his own good and the team's own good, you just got to cut bait and
4: move on. Yeah, and we don't have to relitigate the whole thing, but I think it's fair to say like he didn't handle it well. Right. He ended up falling apart, but he did kind of get screwed by the team. And there's still that like if I'm the third overall pick, there's that air of that every time I see him. Whereas again, Zappy, fourth round pick, accustomed to being a backup. Right. Like I think if Zappy is your like if you start the season with let's say presets your starter, Zappy's the two and Jaden Daniels is the three developing. That's fine. Or yeah. You know, flip Zappy and Daniels, whatever you want to do. Sure. Like, I think if those are your three guys, that's fine. Now, I would certainly be okay with them also having a Joe Milton or a Jordan Travis as either a practice squad quarterback, yeah. or if you want to carry three quarterbacks and two of them be rookies, that's fine with yeah. me. But, like, I think there's a path for Zappy to be on this team in 2024. I don't see a path for Mac Jones to be on this. Team. 100%. No,
3: I'm with you. That's, uh, it, again, it doesn't make sense. He's better off elsewhere. He'll have a chance to compete elsewhere. Um, I still in, we talked about Skarnakia talking today with the New England Football Journal, how he said he likes Mac Jones and still thinks, you know, there's good football left in him. Whether you agree with that or not, I think you can understand that he had played good football at one point, And for his own good, it's better off for him to just, again, clean slate, new place, chance to start. I don't want to say he deserves it because you don't deserve anything. You got to go get it. And that's just the nature of the business. But I, I think he deserves an opportunity to try and be a starter for more than just one year as a bridge guy, right? Sure. Like, go to Atlanta, like you mentioned. Go to New, or- New Orleans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. places Or back like-
4: up Jared Goff in Detroit, back right. up Brock Purdy you know, in San Francisco. Sure. These great systems to learn from. Because I will even say, on a side note, like when I watched Sam Darnold play this year in, in garbage time, admittedly for the 49ers, yeah. like... He did look better than what we saw on the Jets and the Panthers, right? And I get, I know it's a small, very small, but like that's something Mac Jones sure. should be shooting for to try to develop there, or like you said, try to be, you know, in a place where he could actually, or like if Baker Mayfield leaves Tampa Bay, right? Like go to like somewhere you could actually be the starter. Yep. So we've talked a ton of Patriots, yep. and it's been great, but we do have to talk about the best team in town coming up with a huge matchup against Golden State tomorrow. That's the Boston Celtics. We're going to get to that right after this trend.
5: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
2: Show weekdays
1: 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
4: Speaking of those Boston Celtics, they got their tenth straight win last night in a beatdown of the Dallas Mavericks, 138 to 110. Jason Tatum led the way with 32 points and eight rebounds. They return to action tomorrow afternoon to take on Golden State in Boston at 3.30. The Bruins are in New York tonight taking on the Islanders. Lena Sulmark is expected to start in net. Puck drop is 7.30 p.m. New England Revolution... They will be uh, on in action. Excuse me. Tomorrow afternoon at two p.m., the Patriots cut J.C. Jackson. They are now over a hundred million dollars in cap space. And if you missed it earlier on Weei, the Boston Red Sox beat the Washington nat- Nationals four to two in spring training action. I'm John Lyons. That's what's trending now on Weei and WEI.com.
2: Greg Hill Show. One of the newest members of the Boston Red Sox who's with us right now, Liam Hendricks. What's the vibe like in the clubhouse? If you come to spring training not expecting to win, you're doing something wrong. we got a lot of guys out there with a lot of things to prove. All it takes is for a good first month, a good first couple of weeks for a lot of these guys to buy into the fact that, oh crap, we can actually do this.
1: Did you miss something? Listen to the podcast on the Odyssey app or at weei.com. The Greg Hill Show, morning 6 to 10 on New England Sports Original. WEI. WEI. I.
0: Hey, it's Fourier. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash Fourier. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And you got to be 21 plus and present in mass to play. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. GamblinghelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start GameSenseMA.com or call 800 GAM 1234.
2: March is a critical time to check your home's windows. If yours are cracked or leaking or won't open or stay open, then it's time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, you get two windows free, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands of trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866 90 Nation or or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate.
5: Injured in a car accident, truck accident, tuber lift accident, or slip and fall? Call Rubenstein Law. 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. Offices in Boston and Westwood. Rubenstein Law. Your Boston personal injury lawyers. Also open on weekends. The Taste the Mediterranean event is happening now at Whole Foods Market with savings on regionally inspired selections like grill-ready proteins, fresh produce, Mediterranean wines, and more through March 19th. Only at Whole Foods Market. Old man winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance,
3: Mr. Winter. It's spring.
5: It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's Best Warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: You've heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough. Or maybe, diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So... When I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, so can I. Persistence is in you. From PassItOn.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many.
6: Are we there yet?
2: Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: You're listening to Cadillac Alliance on WEEI.
4: Back here on WEI, I'm John Lyons alongside Mike Kadlick. Yep, Nico's producing for us. We are going to talk Celtics in this segment. Huge game against Golden State tomorrow. They had a huge win not just last night, but a really important one against Philly earlier this week. I'm going to tell you why. But first, I want to get to Matt in Rhode Island. Got Matt on the line here. Matt, welcome to the program. What do you got? Hi, Matt.
6: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, man? Um, Yeah, I just like... I'm- Obviously I'm not a scout or anything. I just think Drake May for the third pick of the draft, like he would have been lighting teams up this year and he really wasn't. And, and also he takes a long time to get rid of the ball. If you watch him throw, like that might that probably that might not play in the NFL. But what I really like to say is like if that falls to you in the draft and so many teams want to try to get him from behind, I think you make that trade and get another first round pick to to hopefully who you think the worst team is, so get the best pick next year. You get their pick, which is hopefully from, I don't know, fifth to twelfth pick this year. And I just think that J.J. McCarthy, I mean, I don't think he's that far behind May. And uh, he's a pretty great and competitive kid. I think he's going to take, you know, I I think he can close the distance on him. But I do like Marvin Harrison, too. So there's there's so much time left. I guess we'll see. Good show, guys. Thank you. Thanks,
4: Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the call. Look, I I think the only way I trade down is – If I would say if Washington doesn't take a QB, because then there's going to be multiple guys available later in the top five. But even if they do, it would have to be some sort of like three or four first round pick, or like if the Vikings want to give me like a first round pick and Justin Jefferson, like like that's because I just think quarterback is so valuable. Yep, you have to have that. We've seen it here in the last couple years when you don't have the guy there, you can have a playoff defense. You can have the greatest coach of all time if you don't have a quarterback. You're not going to be good. Yep. Like, I know they won eight games two years ago. Yeah, you went eight, nine, missed the playoffs. This year, four and 13. Like, you, if you don't have the quarterback, you're not going to be good. And I
3: look at like the Bears, right? Like, they've sort of been kind of middling around that, right? Like, they had Justin Fields, but they took him, he was the fourth quarterback off the board. Then they trade back and they keep Fields, and now they're in this spot at one where it's like, it looks like they're finally going to, you know, try and get their guy again in Caleb at number one, but they would have the opportunity to get a King's ransom for the number sure. one pick, but then they're just pushing the problem back even more. And that's what I think the Patriots will be doing if they trade down. They're just pushing the quarterback problem back where you have the opportunity now to get one of these top tier guys. I think you just do it. Especially again, it depends on what the scouting you know department and everything thinks. Like this is just my opinion. I would take them. If they're not high on the guy, don't force it. But it's you always need the quarterback. You look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at everybody else in the league right now, like the best teams, you have the quarterback You need it in the league, go get it, and don't think twice about it.
4: Yeah, fun fact about Justin Fields and the Bears, lowest fourth-quarter passer rating in the NFL last year. So he did get better, I felt like, as the year went on. But if you're three years in and you're not sure, I think that kind of gives you your answer right there that he's not the guy. Yeah, I mean, the only way I'm trading down is if there is, like, three first-round picks, like something crazy. And again, one of those is you're still in the top ten. So, sure. like, if Atlanta at eight offers me eighth overall and two more first-round picks, okay, then maybe, because then I can still get a great player at eight. you know And also, too, I know we talked about this last segment, and if you missed any of it, you can hear it on the Odyssey app or WEI.com, yep. if they sign Baker Mayfield. Okay, then then maybe I would trade down. But even then, I might want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Look, we've talked Patriots, and thanks again for the call. But we've talked Patriots for, what, an hour and a half now? Because we started the show early yeah, at thanks least. to the Red Sox yeah. ending. Hour and 40. I do want to talk Celtics now. Fine. Big game tomorrow. They're only the best team in the city. Yeah, 45 and 12. By the way, 9-1 and one in February with the Celtics, that's their best February record in franchise history. Wow. 9-1. and one. And that one game they lost was February 1st against the Lakers without LeBron or AD, yeah. of course, right? Nine and one. Yeah, that's February.
3: crazy. They really should be undefeated in the month of February. Yeah, it's February crazy, in, including it. yep.
4: last night, which was obviously March 1st. They won 10 in a row after that beatdown of Dallas, 138-110. But I want to talk for a minute about their game Tuesday night against Philly. And I don't want to just talk about it because I was there in the stands. I want to talk about it because I think it was sneakily one of their more important, maybe not the most important, but one of their more important wins of the year, and we've got Joe Missoula here. He's going to tell us why he thinks that is.
0: So... So so is that what makes it the best, the best win of the year? Just like, I didn't say the get, best win. they was one of the best, or, games, of the of the best game. games of the year. One so, yeah, of so the best games of
4: the year.
7: From the information that we're able to extract from it and like we were guarded differently than we have throughout the year and how we were able to execute in it. So it gives us something to work on.
0: So how were you guarded? That- they
7: switched and tried to take away threes and forced us to play uh, dribble drive. And so um, if, as long as you take care of the ball and you play physical and you don't turn it over and you get to the free throw line, uh, we were really, really efficient in the paint. And then once we were able to take away their multiple shot possessions and then get the certain guys that we wanted to shoot and make sure we contested, then it kind of evened itself out. you know. And so that game can be a misleading game of, like, is it math or is it effort? And sometimes it's both, and sometimes it's just you have to keep the effort up until the math plays itself out. And I thought our guys did a good job of that.
4: And that is Joe Missoula talking about the win Tuesday night. And the reason I wanted to go back to Tuesday before we talk about last night is when we've seen the Celtics fail, the last couple of years in the playoffs 2022 they're five minutes away from a 3-1 lead over golden state but they cannot execute offensively in the last five minutes they can't overcome it they end up the series is tied 2-2 we know what happened last year against miami there was a lot of problems but one of them was they struggled to execute in the last five minutes of games offensive we start multiple times against miami and even at 22 when they made the finals Like, we saw it in the Golden State series in Game 4. We saw it in Game 6 against Miami, Game 5 against Milwaukee. Like, that was a common theme. Even this past year against Atlanta in Game 5, a game that they should have won and ended the series and ended up taking them 6. We saw it, and we saw it, obviously, in Game 4 against Philly. Like, I have all these examples because when they're not hitting threes or teams do a good job guarding the three-point line, they have immensely struggled the last two years. And part of it was Marcus Smart's an inconsistent three-point shooter, so teams would leave him open and focus on other guys. But even if he was hitting his shots, if the Celtics weren't, they didn't have that other piece. And that's a course where Kristaps Porzingis is immensely valuable. And you look at Tuesday night, the Celtics were 5 of 22 from 3, so the percentage was dismal. That was a season low in three points made. Yeah. It was also a season low in three-pointers attempted yet they shot 65% from two. They were 34 of 37 from the free throw line. So they won essentially without the three-pointer. Like Philly, I think, shot almost twice as many threes as them, hit a bunch more. And look, I know Joel Embiid didn't play. I (laughs) get it. I'm talking about, like Missoula said, the style of how they were defended. Because if I'm a team that's going to – if I'm Milwaukee, if I'm Philly in the playoffs, if I'm Denver, if you get that far, a Phoenix – I'm all over the three-point line because mm-hmm. that's Tatum is an gr- sure. elite three-point shooter. Derek White actually I think is shooting over 40% from three this year. Like Celtics are a three-point shooting team. Can you defeat teams that do that or nights you don't have it? And I thought Tuesday night was a great example of they're going to have to win at least a couple Changing playoff games identity. that way. Yeah, 100%. Like they're going to win playoffs games hitting a bunch of threes. Yeah. we, we know, You know that. I know that. If they're going to win a championship, there's going to be a game in the finals or in the Eastern Conference Finals or both where they have to win where they get outshot from the three-point line.
3: That's sort of been their thing. Again, you mentioned it, but like the last couple years where they get knocked down or knocked out of the postseason and they've been the best, one of the better teams in basketball for the last, call it, five years now. Now Tatum yeah. and Brown continue to emerge. Um, Tatum's obviously, you know, MVP candidate, top five player, just like he was last year. For them to be able to, like, and again, they rely on the three. They live and die by the three. Um, what well, Not necessarily live and die by But I it, think but they used to. That's kind of, yeah, yeah that's where I'm going. It's like, they they used to do that, and the fact that we're now seeing what we saw on Tuesday where they can change their identity, and instead of getting knocked off course, first of all, they get knocked off course in, the like, the finals, or the sem- uh, the conference finals last year. They wilter, they die, they lose. It happened a couple years ago. Something gets knocked off course, and they can't shift focus. They... They live and die by the way they play basketball. Tuesday night shows the exact opposite, changing identity. Again, you mentioned lowest three-pointers made, lowest three-pointers attempted. Like That's how you know that this basketball team is going to be legit is because, again, they can shift that identity. Yeah, and
4: I think this is where the value of Porzingis. Like at the All-Star break, oh, yeah. he had the best shooting percentage in post-up attempts, yep. and he was shooting an average of 27 feet away from the basket on three-pointers. Like a guy that can be great in both of those areas. There's really no one else in the NBA quite like that. And I know Carl Anthony Towns can hit some threes. And I know Joel Embiid is a mess. Come on, dude. He won a a
3: three-point contest.
4: That's cat. But with Porzingis being able to be elite at both, I think is just, again, it's so unique to have in general. But that, to me, is going to make or break. Like, Tatum's the best player. Brown's a supermax guy. I love Derek White. He should have been an all-star. Drew Holliday's won a championship. The guy that's going to make or break it is Porzingis, and I think Tuesday night we saw a perfect example of that. When the three was, this is a game, Mike, no doubt in my mind, they lose last year, and they probably lose the year before. Right? Don't have Embiid. The Celtics probably come in not fully focused. Mm-hmm. They're not hitting their threes. There's, let's not forget game one of the second round last year. Celtics didn't shoot as well for most of the game. Sixers didn't have Embiid. Sixers won game one. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we still already start happening like eight months ago.
3: And it probably be one of those games too where they get knocked off track for like maybe a week or two, right? Yeah. Like they're not. They don't recover. They hadn't. That that was the thing for them for a while too. Is they get knocked off course and then they don't recover for a while. Yeah. Now you're seeing it. That Lakers game, the nine and one, right? They still won the nine other games yeah. this month. If that Lakers game had happened last year, the year before, they might have lost two straight. They might have lost three out of four. Like they yeah. again, they got knocked off course and they I think they realize what they have now and they know how again, they just yeah. they know how to play basketball.
4: Yeah, a they're like, better. But yeah. B even like Tatum Brown, they've grown more. They're more they're mature, more mature For like, for sure. They're playing Golden State tomorrow. This is a good example. Last season they played Golden State on the road on a Saturday night in December. They lose Correct. and they played five hundred ball the next two weeks. Right. This year they blew a game in Golden State in December, which is still bad. But they blew a game, and they came out, and they dominated the rest of that road trip. Blew out Sacramento, blew out the Clippers, blew out the Lakers on Christmas Day. Like, they were able to recover, which I think is immense. Because, again, when you get knocked off, how do you recover? Right. It seems like in-game, Philly showed us they could. And I'm really interested to see Golden State tomorrow because this is still a team. They still have staff. Mm-hmm. They still have – like, it – some people look at Golden State as oh they're not the championship team of a couple of years ago. First of all, they've been really good over the past month playing basketball, especially since Clay's been coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. But it's still Golden State. And I think for this, like if the Celtics are going to win a championship, health is the biggest thing, Mike. Obviously, especially with Porzingis, there is a mental thing which I can sit here and think like oh I think they have it this year the mental test, but they do have to show us that. Yeah, and we've seen some signs there, right? Sweeping that homestand of five games. After the uh, in-season tournament, when they beat Cleveland twice, and I think they beat Orlando twice, yeah. games they wouldn't, they didn't win last year. You know, recovering from the Golden State loss earlier this year, winning Tuesday, dominating last night, but I still need to see. Like, can you beat Golden State in a key game?
3: Right. The regular season is the regular season in the NBA. Like, we'll call it what it is. Yeah, it's good to see them kind of hit hit adversity and strive through it. But is it really adversity? Like, is it really being down? three games to one, three games to two in the finals or the semifinals. Like, no, it's not. You need to – I want to see this team hit a legit bump once the postseason comes around and then power through it and not, again, losing a road game when you're already the best team in basketball when it doesn't really matter if you win or lose the ball game.
4: And that's why I think these next two weeks – because I agree with you on the whole about the regular season, but I think there's been two stretches this year of the regular season where I really look at, like, how is this going to show them as a playoff team? And the first one – was that homestand with Cleveland, with Orlando, and they swept that homestand. Then they had a good West Coast trip after. The other one is these these first two weeks of March. They're like, Think about it. You have Dallas last night, yep. which is a playoff team. You have Luka, top five player in the league. You have Kyrie, who we, we all know and hate. Shout
3: out uh, our guy Justin Turpin. Pointed this out on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Kyrie Irving is now 0-5 against the Celtics since stopping on the Lucky Logo. Yeah. And he's is Good. 0-10 in his last game overall against the Celtics. Yes. So, so F Kyrie. Maybe
4: you shouldn't have. Yeah, and how about yeah. when he burned Sage last year? I don't know. Yeah. That, like, pissed me off so much. <laughs> and he did again last night. But these first two weeks of March, like, you have – and if you want to throw in the Philly game at the end of February, but you have Dallas with Kyrie and Luka last night, Golden State tomorrow, Cleveland, who's going to be a top-four seed in the East on Tuesday. Then you go to Denver yeah. on Thursday night. Could be a finals preview. And then another potential final pre- finals preview, two days later, Saturday night primetime against Phoenix on the 9th. And then you have Phoenix again on the 14th with Portland and Utah in between. These first two weeks of March, I think, are going to give us a real, like, are they actually on the level of a champ yeah. Like, I think they're the best team in basketball right now. Yep. They're the only team who's top three in offensive rating, defensive rating, and net rating in all three categories, right? I think. But the regular season, you can only learn so much. I think this is a stretch in the regular season where we can actually really yeah, learn something. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's good. So wait, who do they have coming up now? So Golden State obviously tomorrow. Yep. But then it's at Cleveland okay. at Denver. Like to me that three game yeah, stretch. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then at Phoenix after. Like that's a week of basketball where you're playing four playoff teams yep. and the last two are very well could be playing in the Western Conference finals in Phoenix in Denver. You could be playing Cleveland in the East Finals, depending right. on how, how things like out. if Embiid B yeah. doesn't come back healthy. Right. You could end up playing Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think these two weeks, to me, are a massive, massive stretch. uh, I bet
3: Jason Tatum to win the MVP a couple weeks ago. Was that plus 4,000? It was plus 4,000. There it is. What do you make
4: of it? Can he win it? I think, like, here's the thing. I think Jokic is probably going to win it because I do think Jokic is a little bit of a better player. They're the defending champs. He's won multiple MVPs, but... I don't think it's a bad bet, okay. Especially with Embiid out. Like to be Embiid was kind of the MVP before he went out, but now like, okay, he is the best player on the best team, right? And a lot of times that's the MVP. Yep. Now the one guy I look at though is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. Like like Oklahoma City is an elite team, top two team in the West. They have young guys everywhere. Like if I made my All NBA first team, like it would be Giannis, LeBron. Luka, Tatum, and probably SGA. And maybe Jokic instead of Giannis or something. But, like, SGA's in that conversation. He's a first-team or high-second-team All-NBA guy with a hugely young team. And we saw them beat the Celtics on, what was it, January 3rd? Like, they beat the Celtics, but... They've been awesome this year. They beat the Celtics. They beat Denver. They look like a team that could go to the NBA Finals. And I yeah. think Denver will ultimately beat Presti them. Presti has kicked, kicked butt there. And with, how many, what do they have, a million first-round picks? That's the thing. And yeah, Left right. to go? Yeah. yeah. So. That first team all NBA, because you mentioned MVP, like that first team, like I have Tatum on it. Yep. And I have Jokic on it. And then it's like, okay, I have SGA, but now like. Do you leave like a guy like Kevin Durant off? I know. Do you leave Steph Curry? Do you leave LeBron off? Do you leave Giannis? Like, one of those, two of those four right, guys are getting tough. left off. Yeah. And I know Embiid's out. If Embiid was healthy, he'd be in there. Like, that's tough. But that's why Eileen SGA right now is kind of my MVP pick. But okay. as far as Tatum, like, he talked, and I think this has been relevant over the last couple of weeks, like, he's talked about, yeah, I could put up 30 a night, I don't put up 30 a night, but we want, like, we're winning here. Right. We want to win. Sustainable basketball. Yeah, like, I think that is something that when we look at this two-week stretch, Tatum's going to go, he goes against Luka last night. Now, he has 32-8. and Yeah. But he only had two points in the first quarter. He kind of settled in. Celtics came out playing pretty well. That third quarter, by the way, the Celtics, since the All-Star break, plus 39 in the third quarter, something they sucked at. For like i feel like three years yeah was playing in the third quarter they're plus 39 they've outscored all four teams in the third quarter since the all-star break so they're turning it we around can, we can start everything, playing.
3: Dave, everything we've complained about about the Celtics over the last couple years they're like doing and the opposite. credit to it's
4: brad stevens
3: 100%. because whether it was Brad's sti- the best executive in basketball
4: sticking excuse me sticking with joe missoula or making the bold move for porzingis yep the bold move for holiday he's been aggressive to correct a lot of those flaws. I mean, Nico, we could probably play that Lego song. Everything is awesome <laughs> now because yeah. I feel like whenever we talk about the Celtics, just like everything is it's awesome. Easy. Yeah. But that's where I think Stevens deserves a lot of credit. Yep. Like it would have been very easy for Brad Stevens to say, "Marcus Smart's our leader. He's been here a long time. Defensive Player of the Year. We're going to keep him." Right. Or yeah, we have Porzingis, but I want to keep Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams. They're they're key guys. Williams is a core guy. We signed him to an extension. He was aggressive, and they were not easy moves to make, especially that Porzingis one. They're much better off for it, and they're much better right. now. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I want to see with Tatum because he talked about, hey, I, you know, I don't I don't need to be the MVP. You know, of course he wants to be the MVP, but I could score 30 a night, and I don't. Like, you played Luka last night, he scored 32. You play Steph Curry tomorrow, Donovan Mitchell on Tuesday, Jokic and Murray on Thursday. Of course, Durant and his buddy Bradley Beal yep. next Saturday, like, if Tatum goes toe to toe with these guys, like he out, he didn't outscore Luca, but I think he played a better overall game and they won. If he starts playing better than Steph tomorrow, Donovan Mitchell, then Jokic, if he outplays those guys or four, you know three out of those four guys, then we might be right. looking at him as the leader of the MVP. Big week for my forty to one bet then. Yes, I'll take 40, it. So, so what are you going to walk away with four thousand dollars if he wins the MVP?
3: No, I didn't do a hundred bucks on it. I okay. did twenty five bucks
4: on it. Okay, twenty five to one so a grand. You get a thousand. Yeah. So I mean you that you'd be able to pay for NBA Finals tickets.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So me and you. you go. We're going.
4: All right. I was going to go with my dad. I'll I'll tell him that I'll go with you instead. <laughs> yeah, there you Sorry, go. Sorry dad if you're listening. Yeah, like, right. Mike's going to take me to the finals. Yes. So for free. We got that we're going to save that to yep. Nico. He's going to take me for but that's the thing.
3: If Tatum wins the MVP, me and Lions go to an NBA finals. Yeah, game and if Ken they go Laird,
4: there. if you're listening, can you just get us a pass to go? Oh yeah, that'd be much yeah. easier. Then I don't that's, have to burn my thousand yeah. dollar. Yeah. I'm sure I'm going to get a text from him. Leave me alone. That, that's <laughs> what's going to be coming in next. But that's the thing like Again, these next two weeks for the Celtics, I think, is arguably the most important stretch of the regular season because you're in March, gearing up for the playoffs, the quality of teams you have coming, and not just the quality of teams, the quality of opposing superstars, where you're at and how well you've been playing. Like, what if they lose tomorrow to Golden State? Do they recover because they're going to play a good Cleveland team right after and then a good Denver team? If they lose to Denver, do they recover against Phoenix? Like, that's what I would really like to see. Yep. Mike, believe it or not, we are approaching the final segment of the show. Wow. Yeah. flies
3: by when you're having fun, doesn't yeah. it, John?
4: I know. And, I, you know, I may or may not have dinner plans at 6, so I may run out of here oh. and just let you do the last segment. Where are you headed? A- uh, West End Grill in Randolph. Oh, nice. So I'm going to be late. You are going to be late. Shout out to the boys. I, I will be there. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I will be late. But I may just leave and let you do the last I'm down. segment. Me you know, and Nico can take care of it yeah, if you want. of, of course. Yeah. But uh, we will be right back with the last segment of Lions and Cadillac, a.k.a. Cadillac and Lions, coming up next.
1: Stein Law Studios. one 800 BOS legal This is WEEI. Red Sox fans, tune in all season to hear 2024 Ford Frick Award winner Joe Castiglione headed for Cooperstown this summer.
6: Can you believe it?
1: Every Red Sox game is live on the free Odyssey app with WEEI 93.7 FM. Don't miss a single Devers dinger. It is off the top of the wall and go! Number 31 for A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the free Odyssey app today. Live games available for fans and market only. Hey, it's Jones for ESPN Bet. It's now live in Massachusetts. is the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today what a play hope is here call 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. have to be 21 plus terms and conditions apply see at app for details
5: find organics for less at whole foods market get organic asparagus for 399 per pound with prime through march 5th tossed in lemon and butter they make the ultimate side dish while supplies last shop in-store or online terms apply Call 800-200-1966, 800-200-1966, or bigloo.com. I'm John Morgan
0: of Morgan & Morgan. For over 35 years, my mission has been to deliver more for our clients. Today, Morgan & Morgan has more offices, more staff, and more lawyers than any other injury firm in the world. Visit forthepeople.com for an office near you.
5: John Sewer and Drain Cleaning is the name to know when your drains don't flow. If your home or business has a clogged drain, call the name Trusted by the Pros. John Sewer is also hiring technicians
1: at their Norwood location to handle growing demand in southeastern Massachusetts. To join New England's most experienced team, go online to johnsewer.com to apply today.
2: The name to know when the drains don't flow. John Sewer,
1: we get the job done.
7: Today... One in five working-age Americans has a mental health condition. People in all types of jobs and at all levels.
4: And the key to helping us succeed is a supportive and inclusive workplace. All of us have a role to play in making that happen. So what can I do to help? As a CEO, I can set the tone for supportive culture.
1: As a manager, I can offer assistance and accommodations.
4: As a co-worker... I can listen and be a source of support to my colleagues. As someone with a mental health condition, I can
7: ask for what I need to perform my best. I can offer all employees the supports they need to deliver on the job, for the team, and for the business. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I can remind others
0: that we all benefit from workplaces that promote good mental health.
7: Mental health-friendly workplaces are more important than ever. And all of us have a role to play in promoting them. Learn more
3: at WhatCanYouDoCampaign.org
2: Meet Cheryl Hey She's on vacation And lost in the moment Unfortunately So is her Chase debit card It's gotta be somewhere Maybe she lost it At Salsa Night These skirts should have pockets Or maybe she lost it At Pilates Three
4: and two and
2: But uh she's not worried With the Chase mobile app She can lock her card Till it turns up Tools to help protect One bank that puts you In control visit chase.com slash checking chase make more of what's yours chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices message and data reads may apply JP morgan chase bank na member fdic picture this it's saturday morning and you're on your john deere compact tractor you're effortlessly breaking ground on your new landscaping project next you're moving piles of rocks just by moving a lever and now you're enjoying the warmth of the sun it's clear brush across your pasture We could keep trying to put you in the moment, but to really understand everything you can do with a John Deere compact tractor, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you.
1: Back to Cadillac and Lions on WEEI.
0: Everything is awesome.
4: back here on EEI. I'm John Lyons alongside Mike Kadlick. Live look at the Celtics locker room. Yes, that song is from Mike Spotify. He pulled it up. And yes, so everything is awesome with the Celtics. Hopefully it stays that way. Tell you, Mike, the one team that everything is not awesome and we haven't talked about them yet, the Bruins. They had the 5-4 win over Vegas, but they're up 3-0. They squander that. It becomes 4-4. Mason Lowry gets the goal late. They win in regulation, which... I'm hoping that builds their confidence, but we're talking about a team that had lost seven of their previous nine games, yeah. including three in a row. It, all three of those, you know, previous losses in overtime. You know, I wonder, like I they've had one of these stretches almost every month. Like in late November, they lost four out of five. Then in December, they lost four in a row. Then in January, they lost four out of five. Then, of course, in February, they had the four losses in a row prior to winning a couple. And then these last three, so they've had, like, it feels like one week every month where there's been a bad yeah. stretch. And what worries me is a lot of the things we've seen in this bad stretch, not clearing pucks, not hanging on to leads, that could get you a bad week in April, and you have a bad week in April, you're out of the playoffs. Yep, you're gone.
3: See ya. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I, uh, I'm i worried about the Bruins, like, all over the place, I think. And the main thing, what you just mentioned, is the blown leads. Like, they get up that's early, a problem. Like and a that's real a real problem, problem. that, like, it's not like they, obviously, they haven't done anything to solve it. Like, it's not like, oh, well, like, you need to, I don't know, you need to get better at these things. And this like is you,
4: something, sorry to cut you off no, on, you're but good. we saw in the playoffs against Florida, like, yes, I think it was a mistake not to not to start swaying in Game 5 or Game 6, but even in those games, like, they had a lead in Game 6. They had so much trouble clearing the puck out yep. of their own zone in that series against Florida. They struggled with it in Game 5, they struggled with it in Game 6, struggled with it in Game 7. And that led to goals for Florida. And we've right. seen it again. Like they couldn't clear the puck out of their own zone against Vancouver. They had a 2 0 lead in the third period against Vancouver. Can't clear the zone late. They end up giving up the tying goal, I think, with 11 to go. Yeah. They lose in overtime. Seattle, they lose in the shootout. I think it was um the Kings game a couple weeks ago. Another one. They had a lead with less than a minute to go right around there. Give up the goal, lose in overtime. Like you do that once in late April. And you could be eliminated, let alone the fact that they've been doing it left and right over the past year, but especially over the past few weeks.
3: Yeah, and big picture with them, too. I wonder, like, okay, they've bought at the deadline probably four out of the last five, six years, right? Yeah, like, Probably
4: they, the COVID year in 2019 was probably the only year I feel like they didn't.
3: Yeah, and because of that, they've, they haven't really been able to build through the draft. Like, early anyway. Like, they haven't really had first-round picks. They haven't hit on first-round picks. And so... At what point do you stop? Do you look at this team right now and is it like, okay, maybe we don't buy, maybe we keep our picks, maybe we start a little bit of a rebuild here? We've already sort of done that with Pasternak. We have Jeremy Swayman as our goalie uh, long term, but or say McAvoy, there. McAvoy, like, that's yeah. your core, right? That's what I'm right. saying. But like, Marshawn's probably on his way out soon-ish. I know he's the captain now, but he he's not long for it. Um, do you trade a guy like Olmark? Do you yeah. stash your picks and try and grab picks and start selling? Like, and I look at you know qualities of your team. Uh, like blown leads. Now, granted, that's not really um personnel. I mean, it's personnel, but it's not I think not at like... some
4: point it's like they did this under Cassidy a little right. bit, but they've done it. I do blame Montgomery to a point because I feel like they played too conservative in their own end yep. late. Part of that is the quality of guys maybe they have as opposed... Like, this is, to me, where you really miss a Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. And we knew the obvious. Like, he retires. Like, it's going to suck not having right. him. Right. They're getting killed in the face-off, Dot. Over the last couple weeks, they've been getting smoked at the face, especially in key situations when they need a face-off win. They're not getting those clearing attempts when they really need it. Like, those key situations, that extra defensive play that's not on the stat sheet, that you can't really – they're not getting that play. And it's costing them games. And this is a team, like, they have 84 points. They're tied for the most points in the NHL. So we're talking about them like they suck. But they don't. But to your point, like, I don't think i buy with this team. Like, I'm not saying I'd sell. Like – if I could trade Ulmark and get a top sixteen six overtime losses, John.
3: Yeah, I like. I'm looking at the same. sound to look at you know when what's coming up for them, 35-12. And it's like okay, they've won thirty five games, they've lost twelve, yeah. they've lost another fourteen in overtime. Right. That's, and in playoff
4: talk like that's twenty six losses. Right. Like and, and I know it's the team thing. Like they're losing these games. You're literally losing games. Right. And so I wouldn't necessarily sell. Like, would I trade Ulmark if you could get a great center? Or a great top six scoring threat. Oh, then I'd entertain it. Sure. I'm not just. I'm not selling though, guy. Like I'm not doing the problem. They have no cap space to buy. Yep. So in order, you're gonna have to trade DeBrusque or Olmark probably to get a significant piece. But I, I'd probably stand pat with these guys. Like, okay, I think they could get to the second round of the playoffs, and then we'll see. But you have this core of you know Pasternak, McAvoy, Swayman. At some point, you got to be building around that core. Like you right. took a shot at the cup. In 2019, you took one last year. You didn't get it. I respect them for taking that shot. Now, again, I'm not saying sell, but I'm not trading future because they don't even have first-round pick this year. I'm not trading future first and second-round picks, which maybe you could use next year at the deadline or you could just use to pick guys because I I don't think this team, even if you add like you did last year, like a Bertuzzi-type player, an Orloff-type player, I don't know if they're good enough to win the cup. I think they're good enough to get to the second round, Maybe the conference finals. I don't know if they're a cup team. No, though. they're not, and that's why. I'm and not, hockey's
3: tough because yeah. anything can happen. But I'm with you. I don't think that they're objectively talented enough to go all the way. Yeah, I'm with I, you.
4: I agree. So th- I think the trade deadline though coming up this week is fascinating yeah. to me because do you trade an Ulmark for a a real horse right. in the top six? Then I'm like, ooh, that maybe my calculation changes. Then sure. But that's, it's tough because really all you have to trade is Olmark and DeBrus. Right.
7: And they should trade Olmark, period, though. Okay. If you Nico! Think, Nico takes! I,
3: I just have to get this off my left. chest Let's here. Go. Okay.
7: With Olmark, I think you have to trade him because look at the long-term future of this team. Yeah, he has one more season after this. Olmark's not sticking around here. You have a good prospect in Brandon Bussey down in Province who should be ready to come up next year, definitely in the year after. And Swayman's your guy. Swayman's your clear, number one. I think he's better than Olmark. Olmark's playoff history, not great. He hasn't really looked terrific in any playoff series he's played. I say you got to give Swayman the shot. Get Olmark out of there. Take the pressure off of him having to look over his shoulder in a playoff series and let Swayman just do his thing. I think Swayman is easily a top-five goaltender in the NHL. I would trade Olmark for a first because, like Catholic said, the Bruins haven't had a lot of first-round picks you eventually do have to draft guys to win in the NHL because you need them to play well on rookie contracts. So I think you got to trade Mark regardless, and his value won't be higher in the off season. This is going to be the peak of his value. If I knew we
3: would get Nikki Takes in here, yeah, throughout the rest of the show, I would have talked. I to really would have taken the last segment it. off. Yeah, Holy seriously, no. come on.
4: Next time I have dinner plans, you just I'm leaving the floor. The, the best last part second. is I completely agree with him. Yeah, well, and look, trade him, get yeah, him out of here. I, See ya. I, it was fun, but here's the thing, like. Umark wins the Vesna last year has an elite season. Like Swayman was another top five goalie in the league. Like that flew yeah, kind of right. under the radar with how great Umark was. And the thing about Swayman too, like this is not a rookie. This is not an inexperienced. He's been in the league multiple years now. Right, he can be the horse. So I'd be again. I'd be open to trading Umark, but I would want not just a draft pick bet. Like I would want. A real tangible, horse. yeah, no, yeah, I, I, horse. I feel you. Maybe trade him to Pittsburgh for Sidney Crosby. See if John Henry yeah. can help out the city of Ooh, Boston.
3: That'd be electric. You know,
4: that'd be great. We got a uh, thirty seconds here. Okay, Mike, W E E I Combine. Is there one event you would win?
3: Oh, I'd I'd smoke the throwing competition.
4: Okay, I think I would win the Wonderlook test.
3: I was I was wondering Sorry. that. Who yeah? Who wins like the interviews? Who has like the moxie and the swagger to like oh. blow teams away?
4: You no, know, I think who's
3: who's the charismatic think, Jones.
4: No, Joan. I don't. I think it would be. I could see me and Mego winning the okay. interviews in and okay. the Wonderlic. Yeah, you would win the throwing competition. It's I'd lose it. all the athletic. I wins. would
3: lose. Yeah, me too. I always said I didn't play football. I played quarterback.
4: I'm John Lyons. He's Mike Cadlick. Thank you to Nico Menginello. If I said that right for the third time. See ya. Have a great night.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?